All right, everyone. It is Sunday, June 20th. Uh, the longest day of the year, or is that tomorrow? I know Grayson knows the answer to this. Anyway, Adam Rose tweeted it was today. The answer is today. Today is the summer solstice. I always thought it was the 21st. I always thought that too, but then I Googled it, and it was it's today, Sunday, June 20th. Fun fact, before we start this podcast, uh, Blacksburg always does like a summer solstice party, don't they? Like Cabo Fish Taco has like uh, Grayson. You're asking, you're asking the wrong guy. Cabo yeah, <laughs> Cabo, I, I wouldn't put, attend. I wouldn't attend. I promise. Cabo puts sand in the parking lot and you can eat out like way out in the parking lot and play cornhole and stuff. Um, it's That's like kind of weird. All right. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Son of San Diego. I live on the soft sand, bro. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we don't, we don't fake it. We do it. We do it for real here. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome into the Sons of Saturday. My name is Pat Finn. We got Grayson out in LA. We got Billy Ray out in San Diego. I am recording here in the home studio in in New Jersey. The number one state to live in America, according to uh, NBC or whatever poll came out. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I mean, if if, if New Jersey is so great, then why don't you live there? Um, I'm I'm eloping. (laughs) Asking the tough questions today. Um, So, Bill, uh, so Grayson. Um, before we kick this episode off, let's start things off with a little hokey haiku. We're bringing back the hokey haiku uh, for the summer solstice edition, Father's Day edition. And our hokey haiku is brought to you by our good friends at the Main Street Pharmacy on Main Street in Blacksburg with the best pharmacist that I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, his name's Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts. And uh, he will greet you with a smile. He will treat you like a neighbor, not a number. This is a guy who cares about Blacksburg, cares about tech, cares about the New River Valley community, and puts you first. Head on down to Main Street Pharmacy. They got everything you need. Anything you need pharmacy-related, Jeremy has it for you. So, Hokey Haiku today, submitted by our friend Grayson Wimbish. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Okay. Three big recruits in the boat. Shout out, Coach Tyler. Thank you, Grayson, for the haiku. Very good. Well You're done. very welcome. Indeed. Well shout, out, shout out, Coach Jack Tyler. Y'all, before we move into the three big things, as always, Sunday Saturday podcast is brought to you by the Hub Blacksburg. They got a special promotion going right now, $100 a month off for a four-by-four situation. Listen, y'all, if you want the premier living community in Blacksburg, go check out our friends at The Hub. It encapsulates everything great about off-campus living. Hub Blacksburg is alive with new experiences and social opportunities. Huboncampus.com backslash Blacksburg. If you want to check out their website, kind of see what they got going on over there, you can fill out a lease and apply today. Go check them out. Guys, Let's jump right in. Pat, kick us off. All right, so three big things. What's going on? What's relevant in the realm of Virginia Tech athletics uh, for the week of June 21st, or I guess June 14th, last week? Number one, we didn't talk about this on the last episode, so I think we'd be remiss if we did not talk about this. The college football playoff looks like that we are well on our way to like a 12 team expansion. So we've had four since 
guess what, 2016 might have been the first year with, with four. Um, am, I, am I right on that? How long has it been a four-team playoff? Since Ohio 20, State since won in 2014. 2014. Okay. Um, and now we're looking at 12 um, in a situation where the highest ranked, highest ranked conference champion uh, get the first four buys, and then um, the seeds five through 12 will play each other uh, to get into that next round. Hearing talks about, you know, that quarterfinal game being on – um being on on campus which would be absolutely electric but uh grayson i know you had a couple of things that you wanted to chat about on the college football playoff what are your initial thoughts so i'm i'm kind of i'm playing the middle on this one if i gotta be honest i there are things i like about it and there are things i don't first off thing a thing that i love about it is that it demonopolizes college football uh, like March Madness, it kind of opens the door to Cinderella stories to happen, which I think is great. Uh, that's part of what makes March Madness so awesome. For the Hokies, in my opinion, it makes Har Road a little bit more difficult to making the national championship game if there are, you know, however many games we'd have to play to get there against the top talent in the country. It, it just makes it that much harder. Um, but for the sport as a collective, I, it could be a, a really exciting and great thing. So kind of kind of right there in the middle as it currently stands. Bill, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I think it makes it the, the road harder to win a national championship, yes, but to be like a seat at the table uh, definitely opens it up there. I've said multiple times I'm, I've been a BCS truther for forever, uh, and the reason I say that is I think – 99% of the time, the winner of the BCS national championship is the best team in the country um, based upon just everything they've been through. And also ever since you brought in the college playoff football playoff, it, it kind of devalues what it means to win the Rose bowl, what it means to win the peach bowl, what it means to win the Fiesta bowl. Um, I remember growing up, the Rose bowl was just as big of a deal to watch with the family or at least in my house as the national championship was or, or get whatever. Um, and I kind of missed that. Uh, I loved having the conference tie-ins. I loved all of that. And, um, I hated it at first. I'm a little bit more open to it now because there's no way we're going to reverse course. It's a money grab. Obviously it's the way that they're going to make the most money. Just from a competition standpoint, the problem that I have with it is inviting 12 teams to the college football playoff. If you go ahead and you look at like the, the rankings in college football from 2019, I see no reason that a 13 and one Ohio state team would have to play like a 10 and four Wisconsin team. Like, I, I just don't, first, I just don't think that that's necessarily fair. I think if we're trying to find the best team in college football um, you know, you have an Ohio that uh, one loss Ohio state team or uh, you know, undefeated LSU team from that year going against a, a Penn state or a Minnesota or a Notre Dame, who in my opinion uh, based upon the season they had, really shouldn't be competing. It's not like college basketball where you can play two or three or four or five, six games uh, and be fine. You got serious injuries to think about, shortening the regular season. Um, so that's my biggest problem with it. I think my biggest question moving forward is going to be, you know, I'm going to love to see the 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 group of five teams get in, but if we're going to shorten the regular season, I want to, I want to keep the cross conference games that we have going on. I still want to see teams playing cross conference games. So maybe you have to remove the 
the JMUs, the old Dominions, so that you can still be playing the West Virginias or the uh, you know the old misses that we play in years down the road. I don't want to lose that about college football because that, in my opinion, is what makes it special or one of the many things that make it special. Yeah. Pat, any thoughts? Yeah, I hadn't thought about losing non-conference games, um, and I don't think we're looking in that dire- in that direction either, just because there's so much money that comes out of those non-conference scheduled games. Um, and if, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that we're going to be more or less doing away with some of those, um, you know, JMUs or, you know, those types of schools coming on campus um, again, because of money um, to your point, Bill, I'm excited for the opportunity to see, you know, like a, a central Michigan or, you know, any directional Michigan get their opportunity to, uh, <laughs> to have a shake at the playoffs. Um, yeah. I used, I used, you know, I definitely was a BCS truther as well. Um, with the college football playoff and having, you know, Oklahoma, Bama, Clemson, Ohio state essentially be, you know, be the make of the field every single year it was getting extremely stale and people had always, you know, always kind of talked about college football playoff expansion, but it didn't really seem like it was ever going to happen just because at least in my eyes, this playoff is still such a new concept that we were probably going to ride it out for a few more, few more years and see if, you know, anything would get naturally shaken up. The fact that we're moving to 12 is, is great. And I think that um, giving those first four teams a buy, that's a huge advantage um, but in addition to that, I'm interested to see what happens with the bowl games that, you know, are still like a good bowl. For example, the Chick-fil-A bowl is a great bowl mm-hmm. game, right? The Outback bowl, um, the Gator bowl are all great bowl games that have never been the, um, you know, the creme de la creme of bowl games over the past almost decade since the college football playoff happened. I'm interested to see since, you know, um, just the dilution of bowl games in general, because the pl- it's it's as if like if you're in a bowl game, but you're not in the playoff, it's like you're in the NIT now. Yeah, it's like you know who's in is awesome. Who's in is awesome. They hype it up from from week one. Who's in? Who's yep. going to make the playoff? Now it's who's in. Who's the best twelve teams in the country? If you're that team number 13, 14, and so on, you're essentially you know in the NIT. You're playing in the Belk Bowl or the Duke's Mayo Bowl now. And I'm really interested to see like the amount of interest that is. There's going to be opt-outs. That's yeah. what it's going to be. It's going to be the worst version of, I mean, there are people opting out of the Rose Bowl now. There are people opting out of the Fiesta Bowl now. If you're not in the playoff, most of the best players aren't playing. So that, that's my problem with the whole thing. I mean, you're just not, you're not getting the top product from, from it, whether you believe whatever. Uh, I will say one of the interesting wrinkles, like how cool is it going to be to see like Florida travel to like Wisconsin or Iowa, like in January to play football like that, like that would be pretty damn cool. Or Oregon have to go play, I don't know, Notre Dame in Indiana uh, yeah. or, it, or Clemson going to like Oregon. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really cool Austin to see like Stadium. the weather. Yeah. See like the weather impact and everything. So, um, so it's, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to like it. I'm going to watch it. It's college football. Um, there's not a single, catch all that's going to make everybody happy, but this is what we have. And uh, that's what we got. I don't hate it. 
Yeah, I'm excited for it. I and I think it makes it makes Tech's path a lot easier to actually have a fair. Do you say, but do you all see where I'm staying? Where I say though, from like a if you're an Alabama team or if you're an Oklahoma team, now you have to play some whoever team that, in my opinion, shouldn't be compete. I don't think a four loss Big Twelve team should have an opportunity to compete for the national title. That's that. That's just my take. Um, I, I just I, I don't see that. You know, college football forever has been like every game matters so much because if you lose one game, you're almost eliminating your chances of competing in the title. The college football playoff changed that a little bit, um, but we're going to have three or four lost teams competing for national championships now. I don't know. Just I, I think four loss. I mean, I think you're right. Yeah. There might be one that slips in the cracks, but you know, I, I also wouldn't sit well with a four loss team making a run at the national championship. It's like three losses or bus. Anything over three is is no bueno. Yeah. I think if I think I think if you're a three loss team that has beat you know three top twelve teams in a row, you deserve a shot. Sure, and, and you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. did that happen? Who did that happen ever? Who who's done that? I'm saying they'll get an opportunity. If it happens, if it happens, yeah. then yeah. I mean, if, yeah, you look, I if you look, if you look back at it, last uh, two years ago and three years ago, both that I'm looking at have had four lost teams. There was Wisconsin in 2019. There's Texas in 2018, uh, and then in 2017, there's number 10 Auburn. So it looks like every single year, aside from last year, where we played all sorts of different kind of games, there's been a four lost team inside the top 12. So mm-hmm. we'll see. it will come from the SEC. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Well, it just—I I just read three. Uh, the two, two of the three came from the Big Ten and the Big, the Big Twelve. So I just have a problem with the with the four lot with the four <laughs> loss. But I, in 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 terms of like how it demonopolizes the the Big Four, which are Clemson, Bama, OSU, and Oklahoma every year in the college football playoff, mm-hmm. that's that will be great. For the sport, they're right. still going to be really good. Oh, they're and still they're going to be great, gonna, and, and they're and probably the, still going to win. <laughs> they're they're going to get the buys. They get. Yeah. They'll just get a buy now instead yeah. of uh, being in the playoff. Mm-hmm. For sure, but it does make it more interesting. For sure, absolutely. Okay, so number two, number two of our uh, of our three big things. Earlier this week, Virginia Tech announced that John Dooley will be taking over a uh, a new role as special assistant to the athletic director. So John Dooley was the CEO of the Virginia Tech Foundation uh, for nine years from 2012 to 2021. Big time fundraising guy. Um, So he's going to spend time working with WIT, working with the Hokie Club, and having a serious uh, position here uh, in all the engagement and efforts with the Reach for Excellence campaign. Um, remember reach for excellence campaign. This is 400 million that we're looking to raise. Uh, that was announced earlier this spring. Now he's going to have a lot, a lot to, uh, to do with, uh, coach young. I know he has a lot of collaboration coming with Mike young, um, to get boosters more engaged into the basketball program as well. Um, but I don't know too much about John Dooley, but what I have heard has been phenomenal feedback um i know charlie flieger is all over this i know jay tucker shout out jay jay is a huge fan of uh john dooley i believe john dooley was the class class namesake or sponsor of the class of 2014 ring collection shout out shout out to those guys but uh this is pretty cool so i think any 
any initiative with Virginia Tech athletics, moving the ball forward on on uh, fundraising is a great move. And um, John's uh, track record speaks for itself. So exciting stuff. We need that. Uh, you know, give me all of that. Anyone who can raise money for Virginia Tech is, uh, you know, uh, that's that would be a great thing for the university. And if we want to accomplish what we want to accomplish with things like the Reach for Excellence campaign, we have to have someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to raising money. We should um, get him on the pod. We'd love to talk yeah. to this guy. Would love to talk to John Dooley. Absolutely. We'll have to set that up. Number three, recruiting. Guys, it was a big week. Three more, uh, three more folks in the boat. Um, early in the week, Jackson LeHue from Texas uh, committed to Virginia Tech. Texas to VT. Don't even tongue and cheek. No, stop. Don't, 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 don't tongue and cheek it. It's happening. Like, <laughs> stop. I'm done. Like, I, we're done with the neg- with the negativity around that. Daywan Lofton squats nine thousand pounds, and people are <laughs> and people are still coming here from Texas. So I don't want any tongue and cheek. Uh, I'll say it. I don't want any tongue and cheek bullshit moving forward about Texas. <laughs> I'm done with that. Be careful, Billy Ray. No, I'm not going to be careful. No, no, they're going to have me nuts. Hey, listen, they're going to come for us in the reviews, dude. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. Bring it on. Bring Bring it on. on. Actually, leave us a review. We're not getting a lot of reviews lately. So it's been a minute. Bring bring your spice or bring your sugar, whatever. Just be honest. (laughs) Yeah, come on now. Please. I love it, dude. I think it's great. Yeah. Jackson Lee is a big boy. Jackson is a big boy. He had offers, essentially, his offers. We're all from Ivy League schools. So either that means that this is, you know, a diamond in the rough sleeper type kid um, or, you know, Virginia Tech offering. He might, you know, get some more power five looks or division one looks that are more so big boy football than Ivy League. Um, But, yeah, he is from Texas. I trust Vance Vice probably more than more than most of the guys on the staff with recruiting. Like if there's a guy that, that Pat Finn is going to trust with getting guys committed, I don't care where that, I don't care where the heck they're from. If coach vice is going in there and sitting them down and having them commit to Virginia tech and we see what he's done and, and how he's developed talent. Well, he, he's listed at six, five, two eighty five. He's an offensive tackle. Um, his other Division One offer was um, New Mexico. So we'll see. I also saw B-Fish was doing some digging, found that uh, Jackson LaHue was listed on a top 20 underrated prospect list uh, from the state of Texas. I believe he was listed at number 11 on there. Um, so potential diamond in the rough here with Jackson LaHue. Also got the good news on Saturday from two more guys in the boat here. Matt Hoffman from Wincote, Pennsylvania, tight end, uh, 6'4", 215. Welcome to Virginia Tech. Don't know too much about Matt yet. Haven't been able to watch any uh, any film on Matt. But the biggest news of the weekend definitely came out of uh, Xavier Simmons' commu- uh, commitment here. Trey Turner's high school, Northwest Guilford. Fun fact, Greensboro, 336 action for you. Uh, Xavier Simmons, 6'3", 225 linebacker out of North Carolina. He committed on Saturday. Big time shout out to 
coach Jack Tyler uh, for getting Xavier in the boat. Um, hearing good things about him. Hearing great let's things talk, about let's him. Talk, let's talk about him. Let's hype it up a little bit here. Offers from South Carolina, <laughs> North Carolina, Oklahoma, Maryland. Uh, he's a top 15 prospect in the state of North Carolina. Top recruit of our class. Um, I'm Dude's a up. unit. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. So it's, a big, it's a big uh, commitment in, in terms of the linebacker section of the locker room. Always happy to have uh, have a 6'3", 225 linebacker on the roster. Uh, and hopefully, you know, this opens the door for more guys like him to, to jump in the boat. And also, I just want to shout out Coach Jack Tyler. You know, with his promotion and everything, this is this is a huge get for him. Coach Bo Davidson was on the TL tweeting out the Conor McGregor uh, meme of him walking into the office on Monday, flailing his arms. I saw Billy Ray favorited that. You know, I know, I know you love the we're not here to take part, we're here to take over video, Billy Ray, every single time. So uh, happy to have Xavier Simmons. Uh, let's keep it going. What are we, fifth in the ACC right now, our recruiting rankings? Currently fourth in the ACC. I'm glad you asked, Grayson. We're currently fourth in the ACC. Uh, we're top 30 nationally. And a little nugget that I think everybody will like. I've all, always said this. Now, this is not a slight, but what I'm saying is when you see uh, when you see when you see pictures of our D line next to the Clemson transfer that we just received, um, you notice a stark difference in size. You notice that yeah, we need to get bigger, we need to get stronger, we need to get girthier. Um, and in the 20, so I went in and I'm like, how big are the offensive and defensive linemen that we're recruiting? So the offensive defense line weight average right now is 291. This is before they go to the, the new cafeteria-ism deal that we have going on in the second or third floor in the Bowman room or in the uh, facility. This is before Coach Hilgart gets them doing, you know, farmer's walks and Coach Cross gets them doing hang snatch and Coach Schumann's shoveling peanut butter in their face. So, you know, it's all sorts of great stuff. Those guys are going to be big time. I'm excited about it. Coach Vice doing a good job. The whole gang's doing a good job. Let's just keep let's keep climbing. Um, what about Sherrod Koval? Does anybody want to talk about that? That was on the timeline a lot. I'll let you just kind of do your thing on that one, man. I don't, I don't know too much about this. I'll, I'll give the background, I guess, and I, I know Billy really want to talk about this. Um, Sherrod Koval, safety, Oscar Smith, not Ocean Lakes, Oscar Smith. Committed to Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. Committed to Clemson last week. Um. Virginia guy, top safety in the state. A lot of people not happy about him going to Clemson, obviously. Um, and just a lot of rabble rabble on the timeline. People getting mad. Understandably so. I'm. Am I happy that Koval went out of state? Absolutely not. Um, if it seems like Koval was kind of a guy that was always – on our radar, we were always on his radar. It seemed like we were going to be one of the hottest, uh, one of the hottest schools, you know, on his his list. Um, but once you get that Clemson offer, I don't know. It's like, I mean, what else is new, dude? Like this has been happening now for the past ten years. The top talent in the Commonwealth of Virginia goes to Clemson. Like they go that, to Clemson, or they go to Florida uh, State, or Ohio State. It's like this. What uh, this shouldn't shock anyone. Just to be clear, I just, I, I, Grayson, I didn't say anything because I thought you were going to naturally go into this this 
this this uh, school of thought that just drives me crazy. <laughs> Everybody's gonna stop with this like Baptist church garbage. Like, please, like if it's real, whatever. If it's not real, whatever. Uh, please stop talking about that. I'm just over it. The fact of the matter is, Clemson is one of the most attractive de- destinations um, that there are right now. If we're if we're, I'll do my Colin Cowherd for a second. So you're saying if, you're saying the New Spring Church that no one should talk about it. I just think every time someone chooses to go to Clemson, it's either we're recruiting bad or he only went there because New Spring Church. Oh, oh, that's yeah. I'm so tired. of I was, I, I, I was like Baptist church. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I mean, that's not even, that's not what, you, what I'm even talking about. I'm just like, dude, the, the blue chips in the I, Commonwealth. That, I, I'm, agreeing with, I'm agreeing with yeah. you. I thought you were eventually okay. going to take no. it there. The, what people have to realize is at this point right now, Clemson is Apple and Virginia tech is like, um, windows seven. Snap. Yeah, like Windows Seven Windows right now. Windows now look, 7. we're working on that. We're working on the updates. Like we're working on it, but I can't fault our recruiting staff or a kid for going to a school that's competed for a national championship every single year for the since last the CFP seven, started. Years. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know that's just going to be how it goes right now. Um, so that's just that was kind of my my point on that. It's like, yeah, newsflash, bud. That's where that's where they go. They go to Clemson, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Alabama. That's where they go because yeah. they those schools compete for national. And that's probably and that's probably where you would go if you were a recruit. Uh, probably, I'd love a ring. So. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. What uh, what other notes do we have, uh, Patrick? Um, okay, I just want to say something about the Texas thing. Um, I don't. I don't hate it right now. Like we're getting guys committed to Virginia tech orgy came on campus this past weekend. That's big. Um, Who hates it? I, I don't think people hate it. I just think it's kind of like the, the, like the whole tongue in cheek thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is people don't want us going and recruiting in Texas. That whether, whether it's dumb. (laughs) whether whether they think we should be recruiting other areas or not the staff is committed to recruiting texas they're getting texas players to commit to virginia tech alec uh alec bryant robert wooten not i was about to say demetrius davis like yes we've been burned by texas we have been burned by texas latrell neville demetrius davis you know cannon boone a couple other guys but uh, Daywan Lofton, Robert Wooten, Alec Bryant, Gerard Evans. Um, let let the Texas thing play out for 2022. I don't necessarily think the 2021 class uh, or the 2021 cycle, the Texas folks that were committed in that cycle, a lot of them never even saw campus. COVID had a lot to do with that. Let me throw COVID in as the excuse for that as far as not letting things shake out. But the fact that kids couldn't get on campus, you don't get sold Virginia Tech unless you you know set foot on the soil. Um, they have a plan with Texas. Is it going to work? I don't know. Um, but I don't – like, I'm just thinking here – Players that are good come here. Like I don't, like, I don't, I don't care where you're from. If you're from Alaska, if you're from Germany, like I, I really. You could be from Iceland, and if you ball out, it's like, dude, I want you on my football team. 
Yeah. Yes. So. And that's, that's what needs to happen is they need to come in and ball out. It's just, it's a, it's a different era of recruiting, but I want, I want more Virginia, Virginia recruits. I mean, look at this class. We have Carolina, Carolina, Texas, Texas, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Texas, and two Virginia. So we do need to recruit Virginia, but I agree. I mean, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. I just want to win. I just okay. want to win. I think that's what we all want. So that was quite a tangent. Roller coaster but of more emotions. Yeah. Roller coaster of emotions from Pat. Now, what is a realistic expectation of where this class should end up? What should we expect as Virginia Tech fans in 2021 for the 2022 cycle? What's, I think we should be in the top. I think we should be in the top fourth or third every year, like regardless if it's twenty twenty one or twenty whatever. Like anytime we finish outside of like five or six, that's disappointing. Yes, agreed. Opinion. Agreed. Thousand percent. It's like there's no, there's no reason we should be, and like in the bottom half of the ACC for recruiting ever. Ever. If 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 you're okay with that, like, are you even a Virginia Tech fan? Who's okay with that? What are we I don't talking think anybody's about? Anybody's okay with that? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's just it's not top third, okay. top fourth, like top fourth, top top third, top fourth. Like that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I also trust our coaches to when we get a guy that commits from a camp. Like I get I get fired up about that. Diablo Farley, like those are guys that camped and. And coaches get to see them compete. So I'll take their word over like Steve Wiltfong's. Um, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take their word over it. But we should finish routinely in the top fifth or uh, fourth, top third or fourth. I think I think that concludes our discussion. Shout out to Mateo. Do you agree? I completely agree. I think. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. There's, there's no way in hell that UVA should out recruit us. There's no way that Pittsburgh. Uh, should put together a better class than Tech. No, or way. NC State. I don't, or oh, NC State. I don't care what? how good of a coach Jeff Halfley or Collins at Georgia Tech are at uh, BC. Uh, George, I think Georgia Tech is going to out recruit a lot of folks coming George, I, coming up. But right now, right, right now, now yeah. they should not be. Maybe in two years, yes, because they're okay. putting together quite a program down there. Um, I think they're going to have really, one of the top three classes in the ACC perennially moving forward here. I don't even care if he's the coach or not. Yeah, they're doing an incredible job at at branding and everything down there at Georgia Tech. Um, which honestly, that's that's going to be exciting uh, the next few years. We didn't even get to play them last year. We beat them forty five nothing two years ago. Um, so, getting off topic here, um, that's a big yes, game this upcoming year. Be, we should be in the top five, top six um, mm-hmm. is what I think. You know, competing mm-hmm. with. Competing with Miami, competing with North Carolina, um, competing with Florida State because they are quite frankly a dumpster fire. Um, but but they somehow still get five star kids on a consistent basis because they're Florida State. Fine, I mean, fine, you've been, but you've been like you walk in, it's I mean it's it is okay. Fine, Tallahassee. Forget like, Tallahassee. You walk into their uh, their 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 facility Joke. and they have national Joke championships Campbell. and they have uh Heisman trophies and I mean national championships. Obviously it's obviously attractive. They're going to be good. They'll be fine in a couple of years. Shout out Matei for getting the blue check mark. Indeed. We stand. That was huge.
Gotta say, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah, it's like, what, like, like three times. I've applied like three times. Of course, you have. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I there. I think I should have one. Why should you? I have think one? I should have one. Sell, why sell should I have one? Sell me on why Billy Ray Mitchell needs a blue check mark. Well, because I am me. Like I'm not catfishing. Like you can see me. I'm right here. Um, I think we should all have one. Hit podcast network. Um, I think Sons of Saturday. Yeah. If you are, uh, if you're tra- if you're interested in seeing what the rest of the world looks like, you'll more than likely see it on my Twitter. Um, travel uh, influencer, Billy travel Ray Mitchell. Influencer, um, problem solver, review guy, problem solver, organ donor. Um, be your best you. Be your best you, dude. Yeah, that's it's your Twitter bio. bio. <laughs> it's on the bio. I, mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I got. I feel like I got the resume. Oh, application number four is on the way. If I, uh... <laughs> If I'm the uh, the Twitter blue check mark giver outer guy, I'm giving you the big X. <laughs> That's not cool. I hope you're hey, not a man. Hey Until man, you earned it, man. Billy Ray, you can't be tweeting what you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day and expect to get people that care. People Dude. care. Dude, people care. Dude, people care. I don't know. Twitter's uh, fun until you turn it into a diary. Um, ooh, <laughs> ooh, good one. Uh, just because no, you're too old fun. to know how to work it, don't get angry at me because oh, I'm damn. having fun with it. Now no, I got to play mediator, and I'm I got to play mediator to this. I didn't sign up for this. Let's move <laughs> on. Shout out, Mateus. Yeah, man, it's Let's awesome. Blacksburg this fall. All right, other notes that may have slipped through the cracks over the last few weeks. Kelly Lawson is listed as a wide receiver. Is this real? Where is, that? Else that? Where is that? Where is, is that? Where is that? Is that on Hokie Sports? That is on Hokie Sports. Oh, okay. Um, That's official then. The CEO is that, playing that WR. Is that is wow. Um, the CEO, Kelly Lawson. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to pry a little bit more into that. Lakeem Rudolph is now listed as a linebacker. I like that. So out of the linebacker room goes Lawson. Into the room goes Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. I like that. Dude's lengthy. Get him uh coach coach Schumann's gotta be shoveling peanut butter in his face too. Let's go. Fired <laughs> up. Let's get it. I'm excited. Um have we talked about this uh transfer linebacker from Marshall? I just threw in the group chat and I was like, hey, I'm excited about this guy. Like, you know, I think linebacker is such an interesting position this year. Like a, a big part of, of this team being successful hinges on Dax taking a step this year. Um, I think, I think Dax is going to be pivotal to the success of this football team. Uh, Rayshard Ashby was the great, you know, wide out guy, just, just covering up all the mistakes, the eraser, uh, dude was just a vacuum. Um, and, uh, I feel really good about our defense. Um, but the linebacking unit is kind of a, a question mark. So excited to see how that, uh, how that shakes out. Can't believe Dax is a senior man. Like, wow. He's not. Yeah, I sure don't count. He's kind of a senior kind. He's kind of a – well, yeah. Yeah. But that is crazy to think about. Yeah. In the fall. Right. Uh, moving on, what did we smile about this week? Presented by Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry. Go get your teeth fixed. Go see our friend Dr. John Go Cranham. Get Go get your teeth fixed. Hey, look, man. Pat did it. And Pat Finn smile – Pearly whites, it's like fluorescent white teeth. Uh, we we love Dr. John Cranham. 
Uh, also be sure to check out his book, the Cornell effect. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, book of the summer for sure. So go pick that up. Uh, Warren Mark Packer read it. Yes. I think. And, and, yeah. and I'm pretty sure, did Dr. Cranham go on a uh, pat? No, Packer. Packer needs to read it. We need to oh, read it. Oh, okay. okay. We're did, trying to make some, that happen. Who, somebody in some journalist or somebody uh, tweeted at him this weekend. And I think JC was on. It's hard to keep up with him. I, I know I'm hard to keep up with JC's on the Mark Packer he's, show and writing books and fixing people's mouths. Like he's just all over the place. He's quite the Renaissance man not doing his thing. Yes, he is. Uh, what did we smile about? I'll start here. Uh, I, I know a lot of people saw this. Cam Chancellor's Instagram post. He's up in Washington playing golf. And his caption is literally, what you know about the Hokies? And he's wearing a Virginia Tech visor. <laughs> Posts that for like his half a million followers to see. Uh, you know, recruits, if they're a fan of Cam Chancellor, they see that. What do I know about the Hokies? I know that it's just the best damn thing since sliced bread. I, I love being a graduate of Virginia Tech. So shout out to Cam Chancellor. Also, I'll add one thing. Uh, it was definitely really cool. I don't know if you guys saw the photo shoot that a bunch of the, the players did in their new numbers, like to see DJ Harvey actually in a Virginia Tech uniform. Uh, cool. It's 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 awesome. That, cool. that definitely makes someone smile for sure. I'll go next. <laughs> Having a four-star commit – we haven't had that, it seems, in eons. Like, you know, I was I was out at the Jersey Shore this week, and I look at my phone for the first time in, like, hours, and I see that we got a four-star commit. It's like, dude, I, I forget. I forgot what this felt like. You know, DJ Harvey committed on the 4th of July last year. I remember that. I was with you that weekend. Yeah, that and crazy. that was a ton of fun. It and was. I was just like, All right, we, we can get four-star recruits. This is great news. Let's rinse and repeat this cycle and get some more. Um, momentum is key in recruiting. So uh, that made me smile. So shout out to the staff for, uh, for getting Xavier Simmons in the boat. Billy Ray, what made you smile this week, man? Uh, I'm ready for all the eye rolls and all the, and all the hate. Uh, bring it on. Bought a surfboard last week. Stood up on it this weekend. Um, fired up. It's ten feet six inches, biggest board in the water. Um, so <laughs> so if you're in LA, just look out there. You'll probably see it from far away. It's, it's a it's, it's a cruise it's like, ship. It's like yellowish. Uh, it's like yellowish uh, tan. But stood up on it. Absolute unbelievable, unbelievable rush of adrenaline. Uh, I will be in the water three to four times a week now until I leave. I love surfing. I'm a surfer now. Sons of Saturday Surf have, Club, dude. I have a I have a bumper sticker already. Um, so, oh my yeah, gosh. that's what made me smile. Go go check out that Sons of Saturday Surf Club merchandise on sonsofsaturday.com and get your Sons of Saturday Surf Club stickers as well. You need one of those for the back of your truck, Bill. Uh, I do need one of those for my truck. Absolutely, I have to I have to get one of those sent sent down. Yeah. yeah. This isn't a uh, this isn't a, an eye roll. This is actually like you know I'm sure I'm sure standing up on a surfboard is a lot like the feeling of when you get a birdie in golf. Um, Probably. I know that surfing is your thing now. I've been trying to get you into golf for a long time. I guess we're just gonna have to you know knock that priority down. No, we're gonna do. We're, no, we'll do. No, we'll do. We'll do it. I mean, you know, I wish I had my clubs out here, honestly. Um, but. Um, 
How are you going to no, be in I mean, San was... Diego and not bring your clubs? And go to Torrey Pines. Like, come on. Because I like, come on. Because uh, I'm because <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I'm surfing. I don't. I don't know. It's just I don't y'all got to help, it, Pat. You got to help me get into golf, dude. My my swing is botched. <laughs> it's we so need bad. to honestly. We need to have when. Uh, <laughs> I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us with the Main Street Pharmacy ad and everything. We haven't done. We haven't mentioned it, but we'll mention it here. We're talking when we can. Uh, the Sons of Saturday golf outing. I would love to get something like that together. You guys can all see me. Hopefully, I'll be able to swing a golf club effectively by that point. Um, but uh, I think that's something that we definitely got to organize here in the future. I think it'd be a ton of fun. I know. I know. Bryce Chalkley wants to help out with that. Oh, he's all over it. I know he'd do a tremendous job. He was just up at the homestead this past tremendous weekend. challenge, playing some golf. So, um, Sharky, shoutouts. Shout out to the fathers, fathers of Saturday, sons of fathers. Dads are great. Dads are um, great. My dad got me into Virginia Tech football, soccer, basketball, all the sports at a young age. <laughs> Play golf with them today. A lot of fun. Uh, shout out to my dad. Shout out to my, my pop-up. He, uh, he rode around the cart with me today. A lot of fun. I don't shout know if you saw John. this, Pat. Your, your, your pop's just being super famous. He... Um, he was on the Pamplin Twitter uh, with Kath for uh, Happy Father's Day. Really? Yeah, your father was on the uh, was on the Pamplin Twitter. Dude, with that's awesome. at homecoming game. Pretty cool. Did not the even Finns, know that. The Finns always find a way. The Finns always are royalty. Uh, mayor of every city they go to. Um, uh, just a hundred percent approval rating. Uh, love to see it though. Happy Father's Day to uh, to all the dads out there. You guys rock. Shout out to my old man, you know, obviously my third generation Hokie. My granddad was a Hokie. Both of my granddads were Hokies. My old man was a Hokie, uh, or is a Hokie. (laughs) He still is a Hokie. Uh, And, you know, my first memories, I always say it on here, uh, first memories of watching tech football or with him, watching Michael Vick. uh, We'll cherish those memories for as long as I live uh, and long after he's gone. Um, But love you, Dad, and appreciate you for all that you do for – my brothers and mom and I. And well, if we're all doing indi- if we're all doing individual shout outs, uh, I can't I can't not do one myself. <laughs> hey, shout, yeah. shout out to my dad. Uh, he got me into SEC football. Uh, we call it uh, we call it big boy football. Uh, I'd, I'd love to say you know third generation hokey guy went to Ole Miss. Hotty toddy, hotty toddy. Um, so um, I'll kick his coverage to my mom and made me and Jacks. So shout out some good genes, got me into college. Um, and, uh, and here we are. So shout out, shout out big Russ. That's right. And uncle and, and grandpa Ray. That's, that's the other one. I love, uh, love grandpa called in today. He complained a little bit about the Mets. Um, so, but that's par for the course. Um, speaking of par for the course, birdies on 18, <laughs> John Pat wants Mom. to talk golf. So much. <laughs> we're, we're turning this into a golf. We're talking sw- swings of Saturday. Swings of Saturday, and, dude. John Rom, man, I love that guy. Uh, you know, so I wouldn't know John Rom if he knocked at my door and said, "Hey, can I borrow some two percent milk for my?" Car? Hey, I'm PGA, <laughs> I'm PGA Tour golfer John Rom. It's like that's great. Yeah. I don't know who okay. you are. <laughs> I literally don't care. Listen, man, just get into it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to that guy. Um, 
Shout out to Instagram participants in in the polls that we put out the last uh, the last week. Yes, we nice. Did the hot, we did the hot dog. What do you put on your hot dog? We spoke about this on last week's podcast. Uh, it was closer than I would have liked it to be, honestly. Ketchup or you put mustard. Ketchup actually won like, you know. Ridiculous. 60 to 40 or 55 to D- 45. Disgusting. It was just an absolutely ridiculous claim disgusting. by all of you children. They're kids. No, it's the Gen Z. It's the Gen Z <laughs> weighing kids. in. That's who it is. It's Gen Z weighing in. They haven't, you know, they, they probably still don't like Brussels sprouts. They probably, you know, they, they probably know that. They'll they'll come around. Brussels sprouts rule for the record. Just just want to say that we got uh, we got mustard on our dogs at the turn. My brother, who I don't know, he's ninety seven. Could be Gen Z. Ketchup on the dog. Had Could be. Choice. He is. Had some Gen choice Z. words for him. Um, and then uh, shout out to the Parker House, God's basement. If you know, you know. Good times at the Parker House this week. Is it God's basement or is it the Devil's basement? It's God's basement. Okay. God's right. basement. Just checking. Um, all right, debate point. I don't even know if it's a debate point. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it on the table here. It was a conversation in our group chat earlier this week. Pound for pound in America. Oh my gosh. New Jersey has the, can you honestly, I don't know what your deal is. I, I don't know where you were born or where your roots are, but I, I'm gonna need you to, to turn it around here and, and, and buckle up. Uh, so, so, New Jersey pound for pound is the best state for food. Let me tell you why. Okay. If you want to eat anywhere below the Mason Dixon line after one o'clock in the morning, I love Waffle House. I don't want Waffle House every day. I want to go to the diner and get some disco fries, maybe some pancakes, maybe, you know, breakfast for super late dinner. You got the best pizza in the world. Uh, You got great Italian food, fantastic Greek food. Why is nobody literally weighing in with me? I got you. New York's got – hold on. Oh, oh so now it's a problem that I'm weighing in. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, before you give me the New York argument, New York is massive, okay, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. not a lot going on outside of New York City. Um, so I, I'm not really sure who, what the other logical answer would be for this question. I will say – so, you know, New York's the melting pot. New York City – and now you said state, so fine. New yeah. York City is the melting pot. Some of the best food in the entire world lives in that city. Uh, in my opinion, it's like if we're talking state, um, I think you got to look at at like Louisiana. Uh, I mean, that just if you've been to New Orleans, again, that's another city. But like but my they family, do one thing good. Like they do like yeah, they, they do, do like southern things food. good. They do southern food and seafood good. But what, like, is, you know what, I mean? what is Jersey I'm not do eating, well? I'm not eating like, that every day. What pizza and bagels? No, Jersey. T- you can get any dot any genre of food you can have in New Jersey, and it's going to be good. Minimum, minimum good. I've seen There's that. No- I've seen that TikTok account of the dude in what y'all's like backyard, right? Who's making like the meatball sandwich and everything? Looks fire. What are you so, talking about? <laughs> I, I'm. I, it's it's that deli. It's the deli where the guys are like meatball sandwich and. and oh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, look, no, it's like that looks fire. You're gonna be hard pressed to find a place that has better. The only thing that's sus is barbecue, but that's it. Texas, dude, for barbecue, like. But that's I, one thing. I know it's one, one thing. thing. It's, it's 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 one thing. It's one thing. I don't. I'm not saying I really disagree, but it's like I I can't. As, as a dude who grew up in the South, I can't think that it's Jersey. I just can't. I'm not allowed to. I don't Maybe know. Maybe you should open your uh, 
That's, Maybe not, that's not an objective opinion, though. You yeah. have an objective opinion. I think you're right, but I just can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> well, so, I don't know. No, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a better a better place where you could literally be in any town. We're not just talking mm-hmm. about the cities. Right. Any town, go to their main street, mm-hmm. main street block right next to, you know, the church and the, yep. uh, and the mayor's office and go and walk into a deli in New Jersey and get yep. an unbelievable sandwich for breakfast mm-hmm. or lunch or a chicken parm for dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can find that anywhere else. Delis no. are a staple in every single town in New Jersey. Um, I love delis. Delicatessen. Delis rule. Taylor ham, bagels, all Italian food. You're not going to find it better anywhere else. Yeah. That's so stamp. we're right. It's <laughs> not as cool as Jersey to anyone listening right now. Um, and that's Here's a wrap. The thing. We're going to lose. We're going to lose listeners about this whole Jersey stuff. Like, that's fine. If people get their pants tied up there wide because I like your state, then I don't really care for you either. That's the argument. It's, it's, that's not the argument. You just said, let's start a debate which state has the best food. I, there's, I imagine and we came to I, a common conclusion aside from yeah. your southern, uh, your southern bias. <laughs> bias. Yeah. And your Jersey bias because you're both from there. So the issue, the issue is that people don't like people from New Jersey because all they do is talk about how awesome New Jersey is. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I do talk about New Jersey being awesome. I don't. What would you? There. What would you? Well, outside, you don't live there outside. either. If it's so awesome, why don't we live there? You know? Outside I'm of just, New I'm Jersey, just thinking out loud. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to bring that 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 Jersey jazz and that that fast paced mentality and that having high expectations for food. I'm trying to spread it. I'm trying to get other states hip. Well, let and me it's ask also you. Also, really expensive. Well, outside of New Jersey, outside of New Jersey, like what's another state as a collective that you have been to that you're like the food here rules. Like it's good. North, North Carolina. I agree. Um, Rhode Island honestly has some pretty good uh, seafood um, for its size. I, I mean, California has great. Bur- like nice the burrito culture. Around. Oh my God. It's crazy. Um, and I'd say like Louisiana, probably. Georgia. ATL's got great food. Georgia's got great food. Georgia's got really good food. Are we kidding? <laughs> the varsity and ATL is uh, to die for. So good. What about you, Pat? I don't know about to die for. It's really good. Any um, any, any states? Not really, honestly. Fair. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, no. Jersey, Jersey versus the world. <laughs> all I know, I think we can yeah, all get on board with this before we sign off. Jersey Mike's is the best chain yes. sandwich restaurant yes. that there is. Stamp it going around. No debate. Save me your blimpies. Save me your uh, subway. firehouse. Save Who's me arguing your for subway. If you're arguing for subway, you got you got a slew of problems. Yeah, that's true. you have you have way bigger fish to fry. <laughs> that is true. Everybody, that's a wrap. Everybody, have a fantastic week. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back with you on Sunday again. Hopefully, we can get some new guys in the boat. Yeah, you know, we might need a bigger boat, Bill. To wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know it's
what you're thinking Dude.